Greetings team Ajilam, karibuni sana tena. I hope you guys are doing awesome. Now today we are starting a new series that I have uh, titled Walking with God, which will be really a series from the Gospel of John. And so it, it, really what we're studying is the book of John, but the way that we've decided to title this series is Walking with God. And you know the thing is about the Gospel of John is that it's a very interesting book amongst the Gospels. Now, if you look at, for example, the book of Matthew, it reveals to us that Yeshua is the Messiah. The Gospel of Mark reveals Yeshua as the servant. The Gospel of Luke portrays the humanity of Christ. But the Gospel of John discloses to us Yeshua's divine nature. You know, the thing is that John was one of Yeshua's disciples and someone that was within his inner circle. Remember that there were the guys in his inner circle, which was Peter, James, and John. And John was one of the guys in his inner circle. And here is the thing, is that as one of those people who was in the inner circle, what he does is that he helps us to understand that this Yeshua, whom we all believe in, was actually God himself in the flesh. This is the reason why we're calling this series Walking with God. Because what we are studying is the life of a man that literally walked with God. Very literally. So there's the one of walking with God in his, but this guy literally walked with God. Now, walking with God is a phrase that since the beginning of the year um, has been a phrase that God has, has really been playing over and over in my heart and, and saying to me, walk with me, walk with me. Um, since the beginning of the year, and I believe that this is what God is calling us to do this year and beyond, is to walk with him. And we'll, we'll understand this a lot more clearer as we go along through this series about what this is all about in terms of really understanding what does it mean to walk with God. Amen? Whoo! Hallelujah! Yes! So today we're going to read from... Uh, as we start this series, we're going to start this series from John chapter 1, from verse 1 to 18. Allow me to read where it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning Him. He cried out, saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me, because He was before me. Out of his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who is himself God, 
and is in closest relationship with the Father has made him known. Hallelujah. This is the word of the Lord. So, John begins the gospel by letting us know who Yeshua really is. And he's telling us about Yeshua's identity. And there's five things that I want to be able to bring out just from this one um, portion of scripture that we've just read in regards to Yeshua's identity. The first thing is that he is God. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Now here's the thing. If you want to know everything that you need to know about God, look at Yeshua. Understanding Yeshua is understanding God. It says here that no one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father has made him known. Now the thing is that's so interesting is this, is that this proclamation that Yeshua is God is literally what separates Christianity from every other religion. In fact, this is here the stumbling block, the thing that is a stumbling block for so many. Because by us saying this, and this is our declaration, that in the Christian faith, what we are declaring is that Yeshua is God. You see, the thing is that most other religions, they do believe that there is a God or a higher being or a higher force. So for example, when people would rather say, um, rather than say God, they'd rather say the universe. What they are saying is that they believe that there is a higher force or being that exists. Whatever it is that you want to call this Allah, you want to call uh, this higher force, uh, you know, whatever it is you want to call this higher force, right? Is that they, we, a lot of the other religions believe that there is higher, there is a higher force, there is a higher power. Right? There's something in the heavens, there's a spirituality, there's a force. Right? What Christianity is about is that we believe that what some call the universe is actually Yeshua. Whatever higher being or force you subscribe to, what we believe is that that higher force that we are all accountable to, the creator, the originator, that that force that created all things is Yeshua. This is the great differentiator that literally is the stumbling block that confounds the wise. It's the stumbling block for so many people. Because this belief is the thing that everyone is like, nah, how is that possible? Now the thing that's so interesting is that I remember one time uh, telling someone, this person that, you know, um, I'm, a, I'm a preacher, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a minister of the gospel, and, and they were like, oh, that's so cool. So you teach people how to be good. You teach people how to be like, you know, how to believe in, in a higher power. And I was like, yeah, but actually what I teach people is that they need to put their faith in Yeshua. And they were like, what? It's like, no, wait, but is that like being good people? Being? And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. But really what this is all about is about teaching people. That the way in which you're able to experience real life, eternal life, zoe, vitality, progress, fruitfulness, the way that you are able to experience life is through Yeshua. That's what we teach here. And that is the stumbling block. And this is what John is coming to say to us. That this 
Messiah, this Savior, this coming Messiah, this, this person, that he is God. And that is what we believe. Number two is that he is the creator of all things. It says that through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. Now the way John starts this gospel is very similar to the beginning of Genesis, which is the story of creation. In the beginning God. But in this case he says, in the beginning was the word. When we read the story of creation in Genesis, we learn that God exists in relationship with himself. When he says in Genesis 1.26, then God said, let us make mankind in our image and in our likeness. Us. And so what John is showing us is that Yeshua is the creator. That everything was made by him and through him. That without him, nothing was made that has been made. And so the thing is, is that so literally everything that is in this world derives its meaning from him, including you. That in order for any creation to understand its meaning and purpose, look no farther than Yeshua. He is the one that is able to reveal meaning and purpose because he is the creator. And therefore, Seeking to understand Yeshua is in essence seeking to understand yourself because you came from him and he is the creator. Meaning and purpose is derived from him. And so even as we go through this journey of studying this gospel, what we are doing is that we are going on a journey on being able to understand the creator who gives us meaning, who gives us purpose. And so to introduce us to Yeshua is to introduce us to the creator of all things, the one for whom all meaning and purpose is derived from. Amen and amen. The Bible in Hebrew says that he is the author and perfecter of faith, that even our very ability to believe in him comes from him. Hallelujah. He is the creator of all things and meaning and purpose is derived from him. The third thing is that he is the source of life and light. What John tells us is that Yeshua is the source of life itself. That without him, there would be no life. He is literally the light that radiates. That in those that put their faith in his name, he is the one that gives them life. He is the one that gives light. That literally the breath of life that was given to us comes from him. Now, the thing is, is that the life here is the word zoe, which if you watch Adulam, you know that this is one of my favorite words, right? The word zoe, which is the Greek word here that's used for life, is the word about vitality, about progress, about fruitfulness. And so Yeshua is the author and giver of vitality, progress, and fruitfulness. What this literally means is that if you are in a place in your life, where you feel stagnant and unfruitful, or maybe you feel as though you are in a dark place, look no farther than Yeshua himself. He is the author and giver of life. He is the one that allows us to experience progress, vitality, and fruitfulness. He is the one that literally brings light into our lives, 
where darkness reigns, where there's, there's ignorance, where there's a lack of wisdom, that he is the light that shines. And so even as we continue to journey in being able to understand through the gospel of John and see through his eyes, this journey of walking with God, what we are then beginning to see and understand is how we're able to tap into life, how we're able to plug in to light, the light of the world. So the thing is, is that understanding and literally gazing upon Yeshua is us gazing upon the author and essence of vitality, progress, fruitfulness. He is the source. That is why in the book of John, and we'll study this later, where he talks about that he is the vine. That as long as we are literally engrafted to him, that we will bear much fruit. So meaning, as long as you proclaim Yeshua to be Lord of your life, you will inevitably experience vitality, fruitfulness, and progress as you journey along with him. He will then lead you to life in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Woo! You know, the thing is that's so interesting is that I remember how there's this guy that I met. He comes from a very wealthy background and, you know, he's, he's, just, he's, he's, a, he's a rich kid. And he came and he asked me one time, he asked me, Thimba, why do you believe in this guy? Why do you believe in Yeshua? Why do you believe in Jesus? Why do you do this? And I could see in his eyes, he's kind of like, he, was already, he already had a point to bring into this. And I told him, I was like, you know, I think the thing, one of the things, main things that I really get from believing in Yeshua is peace. And I remember when I said that, he kind of went quiet because he realized that that's the one thing that for him, he had so many things going for him, but that is the one thing that he was lacking in his life. Yeshua is the giver of life, vitality, progress, fruitfulness, peace. He is the very essence of that. And though things may be happening around you, he is the one that gives this to us, those who have put their faith in him. Let me tell you, over life, my life, I've had some great moments, some tough moments. But if there's one thing I can testify to, is that when you walk with Yeshua, you are always in a progressive state. Even in tough years, there's always stuff where you just like, you can say and look and just be like, man, I was here, now I'm here. Because he is the author of life. Zoe, he's the giver of vitality, progress, and fruitfulness. Number four is that he gives us authority to operate as God's children. The best way to describe this is through the story of the prodigal son. You know, in the story of the prodigal son in Luke 15, 11 to 32, we're told the story of a son who decided that he no longer wanted to live under the authority of his father. And so he goes and he asks for his inheritance so that he can go and do his own thing. And so what it says is that he sets off to a distant land and squanders everything that he had inherited from his father on wild living, on prostitutes and doing all kinds of man, man of wild living. While living in a deplorable state, right, after he has squandered everything that he had, he comes back to his senses and he returns back to his father. Upon returning to his father, 
his father forgives him and does a couple of things where he asks his servants to bring the best robe and to put it on him, to put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Now, the, specifically the part that I want to point out to in terms of this story, which you can go and read on your own, is from Luke um, 15, from 11 to 32, of the story of the prodigal son. What I want to point out is the part where he puts the ring on his finger of this prodigal son. The ring is a sign of restored authority. That's what was happening at that point in time, where the son is being given back his authority to operate as his father's son. The thing is, is that in as much as though his, 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 his core identity hadn't really changed, he was still his father's son. But the putting of the ring was him receiving authority to operate as his father's son, to operate the benefits of being his father's son, to operate the authority of being his father's son. That's what the, 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 the symbol of, of the ring being put on his finger is about, why his father puts the ring. When we come to Yeshua, he does what is similar to what this father does to his son. In a similar symbolism as putting a ring on our fingers, what he does is that he gives us authority to operate as God's children. And so through Yeshua, we are given the authority to exercise the privileges and rights of a child of God. Yeshua himself is defined as God's son. And so what the son does is he gives us authority to operate like him. And so in this series, what we will be observing closely is how the son of God moves, thinks and acts so that we can imitate him because it is the goal of God that we be like his son, Yeshua. And so Yeshua gives us authority to operate. He gives us the right to operate as God's children. That we are no longer like those in a distant land, as children in a distant land, discarded away from the presence of our Father. But through Yeshua, we come into his presence and are given the right to operate as God's children. Amen. And number five, and the last point, is that the living God, through Yeshua, takes on the form of a man. It says, but the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. This here, again, is the thing that literally separates us from every other religion, that we believe that God took on the form of a man, that God in his majesty and power saw it fit to humble himself and take on the form of his very own creation as a demonstration of his tremendous love towards us, his creation. You know, all of the Jewish nation had been waiting for a savior, a Messiah, the promised one who would come and deliver the nation of Israel and establish his eternal kingdom. But the thing that is so beautiful is that that Messiah was God himself. He didn't send someone on his behalf. He came himself. In Yeshua, we see the ultimate representation and demonstration of God's love towards us. If you ever wondered whether God loves you, the answer 
is to, to that question is found in Yeshua, who is God in the flesh, who came to die and to suffer like a mere man because of his tremendous love towards you. He did not send a prophet like Moses or Gideon or David. He came himself, the almighty God, the creator of all things, the essence and giver of life, the author and perfecter of faith, the everlasting one, the everlasting father, the prince of peace, the lion of Judah, the living God, who is the light that shines in all darkness, decided that he would demonstrate his immeasurable love towards us by taking on the form of his creation. This is a huge stumbling block for many other religions where they are like, how is it that God could possibly become a man? And yet this is the mystery and the wisdom of God that he chose in his mighty power to come in the form of flesh to demonstrate his undying love for us. John says that he made his dwelling among us, but what is fascinating is that Yeshua made his dwelling among us and took away our sins by dying a, a shameful death on, on the cross. And then thereafter, and then thereafter, went a step further where he no longer just made his dwelling among us, but now made his dwelling within us. In Yeshua, we have a clear picture in him of how much our God loves us. That his love for us runs so deep. And we look at this even when you look at the stories of the, the woman who they wanted to stone to death. That if we wanted to be able to understand that what is God's position in regards to sin, we look at the story and look at Yeshua to see how he dealt with the adulterous woman. When we look at Yeshua, what we are seeing is God and his undying and his immeasurable love towards us who are his creation. We cannot fathom why the almighty God would choose to do all this for us. I mean, why couldn't he just destroy us and start afresh? We would never know. <laughs> you know what I mean? We'd never know. We wouldn't even be here to know. He would just have been like, destroy everything. I'll start again. I'll make better. I'll make better creations. But the thing is, is that for us to understand the love that God has for us, we need to look no farther than Yeshua himself, who is God in the flesh, demonstrating to us that he loves us. God loves you, my friend, with an everlasting love. And we see this represented in Yeshua himself. And so, my friends, as we go along this series, walking with God. This is exactly what it is that this series is really about, that as we study the journey of Yeshua through the eyes of John, what we are really studying and looking at is what it looks like and what it means to walk with God. Amen? Amen. My friend Yeshua loves you. And at this very moment, um, I want to invite you to be able to understand that what you're looking for is in him. 
that peace, that progress, that vitality, that fruitfulness, the life that you are looking for is in Him. It is in Him. God in the flesh has come to demonstrate His exceedingly great love towards you. A love that we did not deserve. But He has given it to us nonetheless. And so I want to invite you to come into faith in Him. That you may be able to experience new life. So if that is you who is listening right now and watching this, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Where you're going to say, Yeshua, thank you that you came for me. That you died for me. And that you live for me. I come and confess that I am a sinner in need of your saving grace. Forgive me and come and make your home with me. I put my faith in you. Come and give me the promise of your presence, the promise of eternal life. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, hit us up on WhatsApp or DM us and let us know that you've made this decision to follow after the living God. And then we will journey with you through this. Um, and I hope that you'll continue to watch the rest of this series because this is a very beautiful book that will help you to understand whom you have believed in and whom you have placed your faith in. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Hey guys, thank you so much for watching. Listen, if this message blessed you, please be sure to share it with someone whom you love. Share it with a friend, a colleague, anyone. And then also, listen, support us. Support this ministry so that we can be able to make more dope content and be able to spread this message of the kingdom to as many people as possible. And then, make sure that you subscribe. Sawa, subscribe. Subscribe, wherever the button, subscribe, subscribe. God bless you guys.